All right. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the first ever Slash R Soccer podcast. Shorten, I guess, to the Slash R Soccer cast would probably be the better term. I'm your host, Chris Long, also known as Spinny on the uh, website, and I'm joined by Mr. Tom Dominic, resident Italy fan, Roma fan. How you doing, Tom? Hello, Spinny. Let's turn you up a little bit, shall we? Um, I think we should just start off with uh, transfers, just hop right in. I mean, lots of stuff been running around uh, so far this week alone. I mean, lots of deals getting tied up. We got Barini just signed for Liverpool, which makes me happy. Um, seems to be a good signing. We got all the PSG, Milan, um, Ibrahimovic, Silva drama. Uh, yeah, so let's just jump into uh, let's jump into PSG. Um, Tom, being the Italy expert that you are, uh, what do you who do you think Milan are going to bring in to replace uh, Silva and Ibrahimovic? Well. It's kind of hard to say right now. It's still pretty early in the transfer season. But, um, I mean, they, they definitely have some uh, shoes to fill with Zlatan and Thiago Silva. Um, I mean, I, Silva's like, the price for those two, what, is $63 million. Are they at 63 I now? Think that's I've, what heard, th- I've heard 59, 60, 63. Yeah, I mean, who knows with add-ons. I'm sure they both get a, a decent amount of add-ons for PSG. But, I mean, with all, that's a lot of money to bring in. For two players. I mean, Zlatan's, what, 31 now? Yeah, and this will definitely be, I guess, a rebuilding year for Milan because they've scrapped a lot of players, including Gattuso and Balmo. PSG and Juventus are making the best moves so far. Um, Definitely. Um, I mean, Juve's got... I mean, there's there's rumors about... um, He has denied it, but uh, Teva's going to Milan. Yes, I mean, they were they were they were sniffing around him last January when he was crying and whining on the bench or, or in Argentina or whatever the hell he was. But Tev, I think Tevez would be a good move. I mean, I'd rather have personally, if I was a Milan fan, I'd rather have Zeko. I mean, less attitude problems. Yeah, six three or whatever he is, built like a tank. I'd rather have him. It seems like he's pretty suited to Italy. And from what I've seen, those are the two like main yeah, transfer rumors th- to Milan, and there's been been pretty silent since then. Any defenders? I know they're looking at Day Day. From where is it, Benfica? Benfica. Um, and the Day Day seems like a good buy if they can get him for the right price. I mean, you get Day Day in for what, fifteen million? You can get Zeko in probably for twenty million with the way that City is sending out strikers. Um, I mean, I think Milan. This might be good for them. Might maybe I can say that because I'm not a Milan fan and I'm not freaking out that I'm losing probably my two best players. But they got some youth. I mean, Nocerino is pretty good. I like Nocerino. They're they Boateng. work up front, obviously, with losing Ibrahimovic. Uh, we have, you know, Milan has Pato, uh, Robinho. With Assuming both, we both are very inconsistent. I'm, I've never been a really big fan of Robinho. Yeah, Pato I think Robinho's pretty. Pato has, you know, he has uh, yeah reoccurring potential, but if he can stay fit, I mean, yeah. if Milan the Milan lab can't keep you fit, I don't know who can. And right now, what the, it seems like he gets injured. Every two months he gets, or he comes back from a long injury and he just gets re-injured again. So. There's also, and this is this won't help. There, uh, there's rumors that uh, Kaká might uh, come to Milan. Come back, yeah. The prodigal son returning. Um, I think that'd be a good move. I mean, he's languishing on the bench, doing nothing at Real Madrid right now. Might as well bring him into Milan. As well. Yeah, and as uh, Rats on the chat room is saying uh, that uh, Zeko is a Milan fan, so there, there's a whole nother another reason to bring him up. But let's look at, um, I mean, who's Juve bringing in? Juve, br- Lucia, they just got on a free, I believe, from Inter. I mean, Lucia's up in age, but that's great depth. And yeah. Um, who else did they get? They got uh, the Udinese pair. They got Isla and Isla, yeah. and who else was it? Oh, here, I'm actually, I'm going to call uh, our second guest here real quick. Um, yeah, what I was wondering, uh, you seem to be the French, the French football man. Um, could you give us a little insight into what the rest of the French world is saying to, uh, is reacting to this PSG stuff? Okay, well, PSG is, is a new money in France, like I'm sure everyone has heard. And Qatar is actually investing in loads of things in France. Like with football, like they're buying, I think, handball teams and... They're just investing everywhere in France for some reason. Well, it's it's generally not really well received. 
Because they've also bought the new TV stations, the Enforce. I've seen they've bought that in America as well. Are they? Is there? Is there the hostility towards um? There is a hostility. Like already in France, there's a hostility. Like Paris is the capital city, and I I don't know if you know, but like France is a pretty centralized city. Like everything goes on in Paris. Yeah. So the provincial towns do have the hostility against Paris, and it's added more now that they're so dominant, and they're dominant in what people like, like in an artificial way. Like everyone wanted Montpellier to win last year. Just because it wasn't one of the, wasn't PSG. Because, it wasn't yeah. person, because Montpellier like seemed like the real French club. With they developed all their own players. They have a French president, you know, French coach. Um, is is there any, are Lyon or Marseille or anybody trying to match this money or looking at any sort of investment well, to to stay competitive? They are both in bad positions. They're not doing well money wise. Been doing well these past seasons. So they're both in like austerity pairs. So they're selling players and not buying. They're they're trying to rely on their formation system. There's one club who's trying to maintain, which is Lille. They got a lot of money after selling uh, Eden Hazard. Yeah. So they bought Marvin Martin and um, and and a Salomon Kalou from Chelsea. So Lille is looking pretty tough this year. And the thing in France is like is like you never know what's gonna happen. Like. Even if a team invests a lot, you always have a small team who's, who's going to spring a surprise. So it's not going to be easy at all for PSG to win the title, even though they are overwhelming favorites. Do you, you think that they're going to win the title, I assume? I, I think they'll win, but I think it won't be as easy as people are, are suggesting. What do, you think, what do you think about their Champions League uh, their bid? I think, well, okay, well, I think PSG still have a long way to go because last year they didn't... They, they, they got results, but they weren't convincing in the play. Like... Montpellier played really much more, much much nicer football with much less good players. So PSG still have a long way to go, and I think people should relax. Okay, well I'm a Marseille fan, so maybe I'm, I'm <laughs> a little biased, but them. but I think people should relax on PSG. Like they're, they're not gonna, they're they're not gonna tear teams apart. Not yet. Anyways, they still have a lot of improving to do. Okay. But I watched their friendly game against a third division Austrian side, which I think was two days ago. And they won like nine zero. So I mean, <laughs> oh wow, wow. So, yeah, it was, it was a really crappy team, but they're soon gonna play CSK Moscow and and uh, they're traveling to to America, I believe, to play somebody in New York. Is it Chelsea? Yeah, exactly. yeah, so I mean, and we'll see. I, I last year they weren't exactly uh, thrilling in the uh, the league, but we'll see how they can do this year. And uh, yeah. see what they can do in the Champions League. Uh, any other? Uh, uh, we have a question about Debuchy, by the way, on the uh, chat room. Uh, Debuchy, yeah, um, I saw he's linked to Newcastle. He would fit in with the uh, the French contingent there. About Debuchy, like I'm not sure how far it's advanced, but honestly, I think Debuchy should be aiming for better than Newcastle, because like I don't know if you watched the last Euros, he was one of mm-hmm. more convincing right backs. He was one of the more convincing right backs in the whole competition, in my opinion. And Inter Milan was linked to him as well. So, like, maybe I'm being a little harsh on Newcastle, but I think <laughs> he should be aiming a bit higher than that. I mean, uh, really good player, Debussy, honestly. I mean, I mean, Newcastle are. Uh, and I think he can really challenge in Liga this year. So, Lille is a team to watch out for. You think you think they could uh, they can challenge PSG and the uh, the the others? Yeah, and and I heard you speaking of Montpellier. For Champions League, honestly, uh, I don't think they're going to go anywhere because they're really badly seeded, so they're going to be in a very difficult group, probably. And without Giroud, because their game was really built upon Giroud, like, I'm not going to overblow Giroud, he's not the greatest player, he's not as good as Van Persie, but he fits perfectly in the Montpellier system, you know, like the big target man. Yeah. They haven't placed him. They're putting their right winger, who is John Lukaka, Maybe some people might remember as the tar- as the front striker, and they bought Mounier, who's a really good player, and they're going to keep Suleiman Kamara on the right. So it's good, but it's it's a change system. So I don't think yeah, Montpellier is not going to be a force in Champions League. I don't think so. But um, yeah, well, uh, any other uh, stuff you want to talk about? Our resident French expert. Okay, well, since I'm a Marseille fan, I'll say a short word about Marseille. All right, sure, go for it. Okay, well, okay, we're we're not in a good position at the moment because the club has wasted a lot of money recently. We have a bad, we have a bad situation financially. Uh, um, uh, what reason. what position did you guys finish? 
Ninth? Yeah. Ninth? Okay, cool. Just checking. We finished 10th place last year, which is it's really bad. And it's it's our coach is now a France coach, Didier Deschamps. And I, I personally blame him for our position. Because he's, I don't know if you guys watch Marseille play, but we played really, really defensive the whole year. Oh, yeah. So, you know, you, like, we can't, like, in the Champions League, it worked. We reached quarterfinals, which is good for us. But in the league, like, we defend 10 behind the ball, counterattack, no, it's not going to work. not going to work. What do you think, what do you guys think you, you'll finish this year? And what, what transfers you guys got coming in and out? I said this before, like we're relying more on uh, on our young players, on our friendly. Like Marseille played Benfica today in a friendly. We lost two zero, which is not half. We didn't have one player who had a league game on on his leg. Oh really? It's a complete uh, yeah. It's it's really like French league is. I hear Arsenal fans complaining of money, like they should see how other countries deal with it. Yeah, like French league where clubs are kind of missing out on money. So Lyon as well, they played um. They played uh, against Athletic Bilbao and they lost two one in a friendly today. So yeah, yeah. I mean, Bilbao's nothing to, isn't a team yeah, to scoff at, but but still, yeah. Should have won this game. I watched the game. Anyone should have won. It was bad refereeing. Oh yeah. All right. Well, uh, we appreciate the call. Uh, we'll probably have you back. You seem to know your stuff about French football, so. Love to be on again. Okay. Yeah. Thank you very much. Bye bye. Bye. I think I have another caller. Let me uh, call him up. Hello. Yeah, can you hear me? I can hear you loud and clear. How are you? Good, good. Uh, what do you want to talk about? Uh, I just wanted to talk about uh, Milan and what the situation is with uh, with the sale of Thiago Silva and Ibrahimovic and possibly give a uh, an Italian perspective on the transfer. Yeah, go for it. Sounds great. All right, well. There are, there are a number of things to keep in mind, and I think a lot of it uh, hasn't been reported on, but the situation in Italy overall in terms of the economics of the different clubs is really rough. Um, but especially AC Milan have had a lot of problems. Uh, Silvio Berlusconi has recently had to pay uh, a fine in Italian courts uh, for a deal that happened with his company back in the early 90s. And the fine was about a half billion euros. Um, so he's really struggling financially. And on top of that, Italian clubs always lose a lot of money. Um, so unfortunately, once again, uh, like we did with Kaká to Real Madrid, we're forced to sell players to cover debt. Uh, how much of that money do you think is going to go back into the players? And how much do you think it's going to go to paying the debt? Uh, as little money as possible. Um, there's this whole... Uh, conflict between Silvio Berlusconi, who is still the central figure at AC Milan, and Barbara Berlusconi, who controls a significant portion of the dealings with uh, transfer policy and stuff like that. Uh, Barbara Berlusconi is uh, Silvio's daughter. Um, Barbara wants reinvestment in the club, uh, particularly uh, young players. Uh, Silvio wants to kind of keep keep the money for himself and try to stabilize his economic situation. Um, you got to also keep in mind the situation with the Italian economy is really, really rough right now. Yeah. Um, who would you say, who would you want in as a Milan fan? Who would you be, uh, like, not worried about coming in as your replacements? Um, Eddie Dzeko sounds like a great option. Um, he's well known to be an AC Milan fan from a child. Um, as a child, he supported the club um, because there was, oh, what's his name? I forget the player. He, he he was uh, he idolized some of the AC Milan players growing up, um, so he would be an option as well as uh, Leandro Damiao. Um, I would not want to sign Carlos Tevez, although that's looking like probably the most likely scenario at the moment, according to the Italian papers. Yeah, that's understanding, understandable. I mean, I wouldn't want him at anywhere near my team. How, how do you feel about uh, the move of uh, Ricardo Montalivo, and how do you think he will perform at AC Milan? Well, that move's been on the cards for a long time. Uh, he was in the last year of his contract with uh, Florence uh, Fiorentina uh, last season, and there was talk about him moving for a, a small fee, and we decided to wait until he was free and then sign him that way. Um, he really he had a couple good years with uh, Fiorentina, with the Viola, and then he's kind of 
tailed off a little bit, and he's worked his way back into the national team. He had a good Euro. Yeah, uh, I, I thought he, he had did. a good Euro, yeah. So we'll see. I mean, that might help, uh, you know, t- the transition period from losing, you know, Ibrahimovic. I mean, they're very different players, but looking at this squad right now, even losing these two, it's still a pretty good squad. I mean, y- you got your midfield. Well, you might. Uh, there's lots of talk of um, El Shirari, or however you say it. Uh, yeah, El Shirari, yeah. There's lots of. Uh, he, this might be his year. Now he gets a chance that, uh, that Zlatan's gone. I mean, your midfield's still pretty good. You lost Seydorf and a ton and ton of the. the the uh, the experience on the team, but you still got No Torino's young Ambrosini's still the probably the the leader. Boateng, I'm a huge fan of. You seem to kind of kick it on last year. Had that great hat trick against who was it? Leche, coming down from yes. four nil yeah. or three nil. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah, I was it finished four three. Four three. Yeah, I mean, if they make the right signing, I really don't think they're in as crisis mode. I know I have an AC Milan friend of mine who's who said after he saw that the PSG signing was done, uh, do you have a gun and a vodka? And I was like, uh, I don't, I no, don't, it's, <laughs> I don't think it's more, that bad. It's more mental than actual. It, it's it's about ambition. And yeah. It's, it's the direction the club is headed as opposed to where we are right now. At the moment, we're fine. We're probably not going to win the Scudetto again. It'll probably be second or third place. Roma are looking really strong, so they could get second. Um, but... I mean, yeah, it seems, honestly, it's, it's that Juve is kind the of... The trend is the worrying thing. Yeah, the, the, the selling of major stars yeah. to pay debt. No, as a Liverpool fan, I'm well aware of selling your major stars to pay debt. So I know the pain. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about uh, Roma? Because uh, Tom over here is a Roma fan, so I'm sure, sure you guys could... Uh... Well, uh, Roma recently uh, got new ownership last season. Uh, De Benedento, or I forget how you pronounce his name, he bought the club, he's an American, uh, went ahead and signed a couple good players, uh, mainly Eric Lamela, who I think is going to be a huge star in a couple of years. Oh, yeah, the young Um, Argentinian. They also had Fabio Barini, although they've now sold him. Um, Yeah, what are your thoughts on, uh, you know, Roma selling Barini to uh, Liverpool? And what are your thoughts on Barini? I, I think it's absolutely horrible. It's it's bad for the league. Yes, uh, exactly. In in the eighties and the nineties, we were this you know powerhouse of a league, and slowly we're just kind of dropping down and having to sell off all these great players. And I think it's sad. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I know Tom was worried about the coefficient being affected with you know some of these big yeah, names leaving. Yeah, you know, with AC Milan uh, selling off players, and then you know they have a Champions League spot on. You know, unfortunately, Roma doesn't have a Champions League spot this uh, up and coming season, but. Milan, you know, hopefully they'll be able to um, replace the people that they feel is necessary with, you know, whatever money that Berlusconi feels is appropriate. Um, but I guess uh, it looks like, you know, we're counting on Juventus this season. But, um, but I, 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 you know, I always have high hopes for Milan, even though they are rivals. Um, Udinese, I don't know. Udinese kind of surprises people sometimes. Hey, they got – Dina Talley will score his usual 30 goals yeah, this year, Udinese so that's no worries. Also, you know, they – they also sell off a lot of players. I mean, yeah, they just too. sold Isla and mm-hmm. who's the other guy? I keep forgetting. Qua- it's Quando Asamoa. Oh, Asamoa, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's it, Mauricio Isla's a good player, but Asamoa has potential to be one of the better midfielders in the league. Uh, I really, really rate him, and that's going to be a huge loss for it in AC. They're going to have a tough time replacing him. I mean, they did pretty good last year. They sold Sanchez, and they still made the Champions League this year. Can they do it again? Uh, they just sold two more big stars. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think they're going to be able to, but I, I don't think they're planning on it either. I think uh, selling selling the stars that they sold is kind of their insurance policy, so they don't need to get the European funds in to still stay where they are. And Udinese, out of all the teams in Italy, with the possible exception of Napoli, has one of the best scouting systems out there, especially in South and Central America. They're really, really good. And Africa. They're really, really good at finding these people who nobody has heard of, and they can get them for really cheap and then turn around two, three years later and sell them for 10 and 20 times what they paid for them. So they're the Porto of Italy is what you're saying? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Gotcha. Well, uh, do you want to say anything about um, – I was actually just looking at Wikipedia real quick on uh, Juve's squad, and it is ridiculously stacked – um, you have any thoughts on them on becoming like Champions League contenders this year? Well, it's going to be interesting to see how that happens. Um, 
there are a couple of issues. Uh, Juventus last season had the benefit of not playing European football. That's true. And Very it true. doesn't matter to the vast majority of their squad. Players like Buffon, players like Del Piero were rotated in and out of the squad. They're, you know, Del Piero's obviously gone now, but Buffon and most of their back line, Giorgio Chiellini, players like that will have no problem playing multiple times per week. The one thing that could potentially cause Juve problems is uh, Andrea Pirlo. Everything at Juve is built around him. He is yes. the maestro. Everything goes through him. Everything goes forward through him. And he had a lot of problems at Milan before he left, playing multiple times per week. So right now Juve's trying to bring in somebody else. There was talk of a player named Marco Verratti who played in Serie B last season. Yeah, I heard uh, PSG yeah. might have hijacked that one. Yeah, we, there's... Yeah, there was talk of, of PSG hijacking. There was also talk of him staying at Pescara and letting the value kind of increase one more year before selling him on. It's all up in the air still. And uh, Zayman, the new coach of uh, Roma, um, after the sacking of Luis Enrique, um, you know, he's he's bringing a few players from Pescara. Um, but uh, Was, he, I, I was would, he the manager of Pescara? Is that who yes, he, he was? was. Ah. They, they won uh, Serie B last year. Oh, so they're in, the, they're in Serie A mm-hmm. this year. Okay. Oh, yes, interesting. They were promoted. What are your thoughts on Zayman, by the way? I mean, Zayman um, he, was a Roma coach before. Uh, a lot of people in Rome quite, love him. Quite attacking, I hear. Yeah, uh, he has exciting. a philosophy that he will score as many goals as possible, and he does not mind conceding them as long as he wins the game. <laughs> see, that is his philosophy. I love. I, I already love him. Like I really do. Yeah, I, I'm he, looking uh, forward to he, see what they do. He has a reputation of entertaining the fans, and that's why they love him. And as soon as news, you know, people got word of him arriving in Rome, uh, you know, there were celebrations throughout the city. <laughs> Zayman's back. What about uh, what about you? Do you think uh, what do you think of Zayman's chances this uh, this year? I think it all depends on what Roma are able to do uh, in the market. They have a lot of money now, and they're really rebuilding slowly with young players so i think there's going to be a lot more weight on lamela and on de rossi who although not young is really the heartbeat of this team with francesco totti kind of falling off a little bit um and also they brought there's talk of them bringing in michael bradley i'm not sure if that's a totally done deal yeah or not, I don't, i'm pretty sure it's, it's all but he, arri- he arrived in rome uh and has been uh receiving uh or received his medical so um it, it looks like to, to me it looks like a done deal but um, that I'm actually, you know, from the United States. That's very exciting. Uh, yeah, very exciting. I, I, I think I always rated Bradley quite highly, even when he was playing with his dad. And people said and this he was will, just this in will the only team make him better on the international team. Too. Oh yeah. Um, I think Rome is a good move for him. I don't know why. Well, I guess I do know why Aston Villa didn't sign him because McLeish was the manager. But um, he did pretty good at uh, Verona. And I mean, this seems like a good step up. He's, I know he's not young. How old is he? What, 20, 24? 24, 25? Yeah, he's got a good few years with him. Hopefully he can get to the Champions League or something. Who knows? Well, and the Kievo fans absolutely loved Bradley. They, they started calling him the little general. And he was kind <laughs> of almost like a Pirlo figure where everything went through him. And he really bossed the midfield for Kievo and really, I think, was one of their bright spots this season. So Yeah, he's got the, the season. He's got a hard. High work rate, so yeah, I, I think he'll do yeah. well over there. Uh, you got anything else you want to talk about before we let you go? Uh, well, someone in the chat mentioned what the deal was with Inter. Um, so oh, that's a, you know, yeah, a good very topic. good call. Go for um, it. Inter have had a lot of financial problems recently. Um, their financial problems make Milan's issues look like nothing. <laughs> um, and they've also had not only that issue, but they've also had this issue with Mourinho leaving. Um, which pretty much every club has once Mourinho leaves. The old um, post-Mourinho breakup. <laughs> even, to put this in perspective, even the season that Inter won the Champions League, they lost 100 million euros that cool. season. That's, uh, ooh. I mean, I know Chelsea just made, they're talking about how much money Chelsea just made winning the Champions League, so that that puts a lot of yeah. perspective in how much money yeah. they just wasted them. Yeah, it's the difference of 150 million euros between the situation Chelsea's in. Yeah. Um, the pro- there the problem there are a number of problems with Inter. Number one, Inter is not as popular overseas as some of the other Italian teams are, Juventus and Milan. Although they are still very popular. Um, problem two is a problem that's all across Italy except for Juve, which is 
Inter don't own the stadium, so a lot of their ticket revenue doesn't go to the team. It actually goes to the city. Mm. Um, and they also have a really old squad, or they did, a really old squad that was on really ridiculous wages, and they also had a number of transfer issues that happened where they made bad choices on players and things like that. Um, Inter-situation looks more long-term than Juve's problems or Milan's problems. Uh, Juve also lost about 150 million euros a season. They lost more last year than AC Milan or Inter did. Um, but because they're making ticket revenue, they're going to be fine. Yeah, they just Milan, got that new stadium. So. Yeah, Milan, global brand, they'll be fine. Um, Inter... Uh, Massimo Moratti, who owns the team, is having serious, serious financial difficulties at the moment. And it's not clear if that's going to clear up in the future or not. From what I've been seeing, it seems like I've heard rumors of Schneider going to China. I don't know if that has any weight at all. Or Turkey, even. Turkey, oh yeah. Schneider every year is linked with a bunch of places. Last season, he was linked with Milan. He was linked with Anji. He was linked with... uh, Spurs and a bunch of different clubs, uh, Chelsea, of course. Um, but I, th- I think in the end, he'll probably, if they can hold on to him, I think he's the one player that they will desperately try to hold on to. Uh, John Paolo Pazzini will probably leave. Yeah, that's uh, what I've been hearing. Where do you think he'll go? I have no idea. I have no idea who's even interested in him. There's talk of Milan being interested in him. He would be a bargain option as a replacement for Ibrahimovic. And there's a chance that they would do that simply because he's Italian. But even then, I think Alessandro Matri of Juventus is a more likely choice for an Italian striker. Um, so possibly overseas, possibly to another Italian club. Sampdoria has been talked about for Pazzini. Um, it's really hard to say. Mykon will probably leave. They're trying to bring their wage bill way down and yeah. just trying to start with a young squad. Uh, there's talk about them bringing Lucas Mora, although I've heard recently that that's not going well because I guess he's in talks to renew his contract. Um, Probably, yeah, it's all up in the air for Inter, and they're in they're in really bad shape right now. Are they going to ha- end up selling like any of these big any big names or anything? Are they just going to kind of keep signing youngsters and just kind of keep the team they have? Mycon, I'm guessing, will leave. Um, besides that, it's hard to say. Um, I'm not really aware. I don't know if anybody really is how how big the problems at Inter are. Uh, it doesn't look good, but I think Mykon for sure will go. Um, Patsini for sure will go. And they'll replace those guys with young people probably from South or Central America. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we appreciate you calling in. We'll probably definitely have you back next week at the very, at the very least. All right. Yeah, thank, thank you very, very much. much. Bye. Yeah, that was pretty good call-in. Um, yeah, it just brings up a lot of stuff in Italy that's going on. You know, they're the hopefully isn't the downfall of the league. I've always been had a soft spot for Italy in my in my heart. Uh, Most definitely. You know that the generation that's kind of leaving right now, that's kind of ending. You know, the Tatis, the Del Pieros, the mm-hmm. the uh, Di Natales. You know that great generation we of have our, Italian our strikers leaving us. Yeah, and, and when like you know in like the the late nineties when and even through the 90s when Italy was the league. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of, that's that's a romantic time in my brain for soccer, and it's going to be sad to see if they do, you know, if, if Milan implodes this year and they, they fuck up their coefficient mm-hmm. and Italy loses another one somehow, yeah, that one would be, dev- be yeah. devastating. There, so, there would be a lot of upset fans in Italy, that's for sure. Yeah, so uh, that's uh, that's Italy. Um I know we got some people talking in the chat room about Chelsea and uh, and their their right back situation that would suit Chelsea. Uh, people talking about, I mean, Mykon we just brought up. Uh, Mykon I think would be a decent fit. I know, uh, I think Basingo is a free agent, so he's going to be leaving. Um, Chelsea, I mean, they have all that money from the Champions League, and they just seem to keep spending it. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Any anything else? Uh, we want to, you want to talk about the uh, Canada World Cup bid a little bit? Um, it seems Canada's making the bid for the 2026 World Cup, which, as an American, go for it, Canada. If awesome. you can win it, win it, because we got turned down for, what was it, when Russia and Qatar got theirs. Mm-hmm. I mean, Canada, 
they're not exactly a force on the scene, the international scene. Not at all. They do have some good players they've produced that never seem to decide to stay with Canada. Um, I mean, Junior Hoylet is seemingly waiting to figure out what he wants to play, who he wants to play for. I think he can play for Canada, Jamaica, and then I think there's a s- slight chance he can play for England. I don't know if that's for sure yet. And then you got, I mean, Owen Hargreaves was one, chose to play for England. Um, so I think it would be good for Canada to get the World Cup in 2026. I think they deserve it a little bit better than, you know, some of the other countries that have never hosted it before. Yeah. And I would love it. I just don't know what their their, their stadium situation is. And then their, uh, oh, Ireland, Scotland, Wales combined bid for uh, Euro 2020. That'd be pretty interesting. Um, seems like it's been a while since uh, there's been a major tournament in the old British Isles, so that might be interesting. There also might be the media circle jerk that goes around that might be unbearable. So I don't know about that. You can call me at slash, what is it? Shit, what's my name? Slash soccer cast. That's what it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're just in. Uh, this is the first episode. Kind of a test. Uh, you know, just doing transfer stuff. Next week is going to be the first like uh, official real one. We're going to be doing previews for uh, all the major leagues: mm-hmm. uh, England, Spain, Italy, Germany, and uh, I think we'll probably do France and uh, maybe some of the other other leagues. Um, yeah. So if you have any suggestions or topic ideas for next week or you know a bit of anything you can join the subreddit at slash r soccer cast or uh, i'll probably post them on the regular subreddit a decent amount as well um, so i'm gonna stop recording i'm gonna keep broadcasting that so that's the end of the show this week the test show pilot episode number one i'm your host chris Ben long I'm joined by Tom Dominic. Thanks for Yeah, thanks everybody for calling in. Uh, we'll definitely have a lot of guys back. It was uh, turned out better than I thought calling was. So, uh, yeah, so I'm going to stop the record. We'll see you next week. Yeah.